The episode this week is sponsored by Paul Florence Mortgage Services Limited. Paul has a wealth of knowledge around mortgages to bring to the table and offers a highly professional and friendly service. Paul is available for daytime and evening appointments to suit your needs and can also meet you in the comfort of your own home. Let Paul advise you on your remortgage deals, house moving options, or if you're a first time buyer, he is sure to secure you a cracking deal, saving you time and money. Paul Florence Mortgage Services is based in McDuff and covers a wide radius, including Banff, Turriff, Bucky, Fraserburgh, and Elgin. You can contact Paul on 077998885438 or message him on the Paul Florence Mortgage Services Limited Facebook page. For more information on the services offered, that can be found on www.mcduffmortgages.co.uk. So if you need a mortgage, don't delay. Give Paul a call today. This podcast often contains swearing and stories of an adult nature. If you are a child or simply can't handle this, please turn off now. Hello and welcome back to the latest instalment of the Beyond Canal Park podcast. This weekend has seen the start of Euro 2020 with commanding performances put in by the Italians and the Belgians already. The first home nation to play Wales, they got a point on the board too. But the horrific incident involving Christian Eriksen for Denmark overshadowed everything else on the opening weekend so far. That includes uh, Finland's first ever tournament goal appearance and victory. A huge get well soon to Christian and I hope we see him grace a football pitch again at some point in the future. For more Euro chat and uh, Scotland's progress etc, tune in to our Beyond Hampton Park spin-off specials that are going on throughout the tournament. There's plenty of news, laughs and competitions on there. Now this week I bring you a goal machine to Beyond Canal Park in the shape of Mitch Meganson. He talks to me about coming through the youth team in a talented young Aberdeen squad, playing in the Europa League, spells at Dumbarton, Wraith and Alloa, as well as a goal and trophy laden spell at Cove Rangers, a side he currently captains. He also names the best 11 that he played with so far, and here's what he had to say. It's a fantastic honour to be joined today by a number 9, who has the knack of putting the ball in the back of the net. Starting out his career with hometown Aberdeen, he visited Dumbarton Wraith Rovers in Alloa on his travels before heading home to lead Cove from the Highland League to the brink of the Championship. He's now club captain at Balmoral Stadium and here to tell us all about his journey is Mitch Meganson. How are you doing this evening? Yeah, I'm doing well, James. Uh, obviously, thanks very much for having me on the, the podcast. Um, looking forward to having a chat and a laugh with you, I'm sure. Brilliant. Well, you're only, I think, 28, if I'm right, so your memory should be sharper than some of the others I've had on previously, surely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I think the missus will uh, tell you something different, but uh-huh. we'll, uh, hopefully there's still a few stories uh, at the front of my brain that I can share with you today. Brilliant. Well, uh, the first thing I was like my guest today is, is to tap my back to where a love of FIPA began for them and, and who or, or what got you into FIPA. Yeah, well, for me it was definitely my dad. Um, I think you know from a young age, you know, to put a ball in front of me, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I grew up watching him play for Cove Rangers um, at Allen Park, their old stadium, um, and that's just just where it came from. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I played 
from as, as young as I can remember, I had a, I had a ball, uh, always kicking it about. And, you know, as soon as you, you get into school and you start playing for that team and, and, and playing for the boy, my local boys club, Cooter, as well. So mm-hmm. it was definitely definitely my, my dad that, Aye. you know, got me into the football. And uh, not that it took much, uh, no. to be honest, but obviously watching him play for Cove as well, it just, you know, that was where my, my love of football uh, came about. Yeah, I spoke to Martin Johnston earlier actually, and he said he remembers you as a as a boy. He obviously played with your dad at, at Cove, but he remembers you as a boy, always there kicking about. <laughs> I'm sure I was uh, annoying them, always uh, asking for a <laughs> kick about and hanging about in the, the changing rooms. I still remember the first time I remember walking in the changing room. You just the, the smell of uh, the <laughs> deep heat and vapor. Oh, I've never smelled anything like it before. That's that's a, a fair memory of that. Enjoy. Always smell the same. Brilliant. Growing up in Aberdeen, were you a Dons fan? Yeah, growing up, I never really had a Scottish team, but I was sort of an Aberdeen fan growing up. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, it's, it's strange, I think I won't be the only one that will say this, but once you become a part of a team, um, when I joined Aberdeen, you sort of don't become a fan anymore. No. Um, and then out with that, I'm not really... I always say I follow players I've played with and grew up with. I follow them closely and want them to do well, but I wouldn't say I'm a fan of, of any team. Obviously, yeah. Aberdeen being local and playing for them, I want them to do well. Yeah. Um, but but it has changed since since I was obviously younger and mm-hmm. you know I used to go to mm-hmm. the Dons games and uh, and all that. Um, I, it's difficult to, to sit in the stands these days and watch them. But um, yeah, I, I'm not. Not particularly anymore, but yeah, when I was younger, growing up, it was it was definitely yeah. Aberdeen. Who were the idols then? Who were the the, the guys you were trying to be? Um, Aberdeen, and I, I can't I remember. Um, there wasn't many at Aberdeen. I, I used to like when I was younger. I used to be a centre mid. Okay. Um, Steve Tosh, I, I liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not the most glamorous player, but he was. <laughs> you know, he got about, did his business, and, and did That's it well. Right. But right. from a thought, from a talking to a higher level. Um, I always had Zidane was my my idol growing up. Oh, he was my, yeah. my 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 favourite player, and, and I remember my granddad used to wind me up because he was at Juventus and he used to get a few red cards. We also know he has a, <laughs> a bit of a temper on him. <laughs> I took that personally. If he if anyone ever uh, gave Zidane some abuse, I took that personally. But he was definitely um, one of one of the, one of my idols growing up in terms of yeah. you know what learned to love how he played football and you know, he was he was a tremendous player. Great. You mentioned boys' club in, in school uh, football. Was that a good experience for you? And were you was one of the the better players at your age and level. Yeah, I, I, the Timber School I went to, and, mm-hmm. and funnily enough, the year below me was Clark Robertson, who's always said just left okay. Rotherham and, and came through Aberdeen with myself as well. He was a year younger, but yeah, at school, at primary school, I was obviously one, one of the better players. Um, and then I, I didn't really play for my secondary at that time. I, I joined Aberdeen youth set up at under eights. Yeah. Um, and we weren't allowed to play for our, our secondary school team. I'm not sure why, because I, I think looking back on it, you, you just want to play football that age, and especially with your mates as well. I think the more football you play, the better. Um, it is for your development, but for some reason at that point, you, you, they wouldn't allow you. Obviously, it's probably for injury, but mm-hmm. you never, you touch wood, you never really get too many injuries when you're, you're younger. Yeah. Um, so, so that's that's a bit of a disappointment when you look back because obviously you're you're in school and you're seeing your mates every day and you want to end up going and playing football with them as well. We didn't have, didn't have the strongest secondary school teams, but I'd like to think I would have uh, at least been able to help uh, a bit with that. But 
the, the boys club was good. It was actually my dad and Mike Robertson's dad who took the team and okay. we had a really a really good team. Um, we ended up, I think we were the only ones in the league to beat Aberdeen. Um, and the season after that is when I got picked up by, by them and I think Clark was the same when the year below me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it was Aberdeen. Aberdeen through and through from a young age and, uh, and I just kept my lucky enough to just keep going um, and stay there for a, for a number of years. Yeah, so straight out of school then to Aberdeen, was it full time? Yeah, straight out of school. Left the uh, end of fourth year. Um, I was a 16-year-old going in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my mum wanted me to stay on and do my hires, but <laughs> there, was, um, there was no way I was turning that uh, down. I think. too much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the pool was too much. It was the, the under 19s manager at the time, Neil Cooper. Ah, um, he brought me in a couple of the 19s games for a Friday. So I used to miss a Friday and, mm-hmm. at school and go down there. And I think it was the first one we, we travelled to Gretna away. Okay. And it was myself. It, when Gretna won the leagues, it was myself and Nicky Lowe, our first time. who's was at our broth now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we both, I think Nicky set up both goals and we came on. He set up both goals and I scored the winner. So Amazing. from them, I think after that, <laughs> it was a contract put in front of me. <laughs> when you come, come full time. So, but yeah, no. If I, if, I, if I look back now, I wouldn't have changed that for anything, you know, yeah. having that experience of going full time at 16 at your, you know, your local club that you, or your family group supporting, etc. you know, it was amazing. It's everybody's dream, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know, exactly. It's, you know, you go and watch Aberdeen and, and you think, oh, hopefully this is going to be me one day. And, yeah. You know, I was fortunate, fortunate enough to, to turn out a Pataudry a few times. So, yes. yeah, to, to get that shout to come in after school. And, you know, I didn't mind school, but... Uh, when you're in school, you, you don't appreciate as much no. until you leave. <laughs> um, so at that time, I was just, you know, delighted as well. That's it, cut short. I can Aye. just go and play football every day, um, which, which was perfect. Brilliant. Who who was the first team gaffer when you first, I when you first signed for everybody? Was that when sort I, of Mark McGrath in a year? Or? No, when I first went, it was Jimmy Calderwood. Aye, he, okay. he had one season when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my first time I met him, um, we, the, the youth team and the first team did the run together. Aye. We were, doing, we were doing coffin runs and I was 16, just turned 17 <laughs> and I couldn't handle it and I got to the corner and I just started spewing <laughs> I looked up, here was Jimmy Calder was standing right there just in ch- chocolate <laughs> laughing away and I think, oh fuck, what, what a first impression that is <laughs> so that was how, uh, how I'm sure he remembers uh, remembers me, if he does remember me because he also left the, the right, season after yeah. that so, um, and then that's when McGee came in <laughs> So it would have been McGee, Martin. Craig Brown as well then. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a yeah. three. And then Dennett McInnes just for the last mm-hmm. the last while until I left. Um, it was only four months. Um, uh, and then my contract was up and I, and I parted ways rather than. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I had a, a few managers at my time there. So you, did you hear much dealings with them or was it mostly youth team coaches like Neil Cooper that, that was responsible for your development? Uh, well, it was the first season was was all Neil Cooper, and then the second yeah. season I was I was pushed into the first team under That's Mark right. McGee. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know I, I obviously still mainly trained with the first team um, at that point, um, and then you know after you know I, I sort of got a bit of game time, and that that was me part yeah. of the first team squad, and, and in their dressing room. So I was I was mainly under the coaches, apart mm-hmm. from Jimmy Caldwell. That was my first season. I never yeah. had any any dealings with him and um, that was all the youth team manager but 
Um, after the second season, it was you know all the first team manager okay. uh, managers, uh, which was a good experience as well. Obviously, you're, you're training and playing with with men mm-hmm. uh, at that mm-hmm. age and, and good quality players as well. So uh, who was in the know, first team squad at that lot. point? Well, that time, the first one, I first one, second was there. Scotty Severn was in. Uh, Lee Miller was there. Uh, Mark Kerr coming, shooting okay. off. Sander Diamond, um, Russell Anderson had just come back in that. Um, Richard Foster. Shawnee Luca was there, you know, he'd had some okay. great players uh, in and about that. Yeah, really strong team. Any, and of them, that's any of them really good with the, the young guys and pointers and tips, or was it yeah. sort of every man for that, himself? <laughs> that was, no, they were they were really good. Uh, Mark Carker, or Shoot Duff, Lee Miller, mm-hmm. um, Christy Maguire, they were all brilliant with the, with the youth team. And it, to be fair, they all were. Oh, yeah. um, I remember this. <laughs> quite funny I remember Jacko Ryan Jack coming through as well and he had the boot on he, he I think he'd done a meth tarsal or something huh. and uh, our dressing room it was we should train at Petrodry and it was the first team dressing room was the first team and the away dressing room was where all the youth players were huh. so we're all sitting there just after training one and then all of a sudden about six seven first team players come barging in <laughs> lights are off Everyone just started fighting. I just play fighting, just having a laugh. So yeah. I remember the lights went on, and Scott Seven had Ryan Jack in a headlock in the corner. I think Mark Kerr had me in a headlock. I shot off in a headlock, and Tommy Wright had Nicky Lowe over his head. <laughs> so it was, uh, you know, that was the sort of uh, crack we had with them. They got us fully involved. You know, there was no, there was obviously no malice in it at all. It was just good fun, but you know. From 16, 17, you know, you, you grew up pretty quickly in that environment, uh, being about men, and, and you learn to always look over your shoulder. You just never know uh-huh. <laughs> um, what, what they're going to get up to. Um, but no, it was, you know, you're learning from players at, you know, Scotland and the Nationals and about that as well. So yeah. it was excellent to be training with them uh, on a daily basis. Was it a bit of a shock when you were called upon to make your debut in the Europa League? You must have been pretty young there. Yeah, yeah. I obviously got taken away. Um, to, to Sigma, I think the first leg we obviously got Aye. got pretty uh, beat comfortably at home, and you know it, it never really crossed my mind going there. I was just buzzing to mm. to uh, get get a call up and you know get to a European country, and and um, I remember sharing with Duffers, and you know he also played with Emma Cove as well. And he's, a, he's a top bloke. Um, and I was just sitting on the bench waiting then McGee turned around and said Mitch you're going on and I still I remember my, my, my legs just went jelly <laughs> oh, okay and then got a quick warm up and, and that was me on um, so you know was to make to make your debut yeah, you know at, at that age in the Europa League was you know very special for me remember much um, of it or was it a blur no, I, I remember bits. I remember I managed to skin a couple of players and put one on a plate for Daz Mackey, but he skied it over the bar. Well, that's not um, me, is it? Which, which, yeah, <laughs> which is unfortunate. <laughs> I'll give him some stick for that. He, he, he did very well for Aberdeen, but he, yeah. he failed to put this one in the back of net, so <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll hold that against him. But I remember just being the, the naive youngsters. Well, the, they also were a good side and they were. I just, you know, as you, you are when you're young, you just start chasing the ball. Mm-hmm. And three of them had me in a triangle. They were just <laughs> popping it around me and I just, just kept going. Doggies, and eh? ended up just being good. Hi, doggies, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. And I was just gassed after it. But you're just, at that age, you don't care. You just, you can run oh, yeah. um, without any problems. But yeah, it was, it was coming off. I remember Charlie McGrew as well was, mm. you know, took me on the side and said, brilliant. Like, oh. congratulations on your debut, etc. So, you know that, that's a fond memory. So it was, it was uh, great, great to get that magic. Um, I think 
he ended up with over 30 official appearances, did you, for Aberdeen altogether? Yeah, I think I think it was roughly about 54 or something aye, like that aye. appearances, just over 50 appearances. I actually seen that in a Hearts programme one time, okay. uh, which I don't know if it's true or not, but we'll stick with that. Aye, for it. That's, <laughs> we'll that's that. bigger than the number I saw, that. so we'll go with that. <laughs> any any standout right moments out of them? Um, Stand out definitely. I've only scored one goal from mm-hmm. it. it. Was in the Scottish Cup four for away. I came on and uh, that, that was definitely a stand up moment. It was at yeah. a packed stadium, obviously Aberdeen fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember we had a night out later on, uh, big Constein and, and that <laughs> we were all sitting watching the highlights. So I got oh, piled on yeah. when the goal came on. So that was <laughs> that was nice. Uh, that was that was one of the stand up moments. Um, oh, yeah. And I would say the other ones, you know, I think we. Um, it was under Craig Brown. We were on, we were on a great run. I think we were unbeaten mm-hmm. in, in 13. And during that, I think we played Celtic at home. We drew one all. We, we should have maybe won it, but that was a standout. Brilliant. Um, standout game as well. You know, he played the whole firm. It was, it was special. He got a pack Pataudry there. Everyone's buzzing as well. And if you, if you manage to get a good result, then, you know, it's even more so the noise mm-hmm. uh, around Pataudry. So we, we managed a couple of them um, during during my time there and I was lucky enough to play in, play in a few so that, that was definitely a standout um, yeah. that games as well probably one that's not official obviously we played Neil Simpson's testimonial okay aye. Um, we played Man United at Pataudry, um and we had Ferdinand Giggs Scholes was playing um, you know they had some big big uh-huh. names at that time the game was in goals and we drew one all obviously it wasn't Serious, serious. We were always taking it serious, but I don't know how serious the match night players were taking it. But yeah, I'm sharing a picture with some of that guy. Uh, exactly, yeah. Uh, I managed to give uh, give Scholes a wee shoulder and <laughs> take him on, and he took me out. So that was that's uh, a wee highlight. You've been wiped out uh, by Scholes. That's a Yeah, I remember a boy went to school to message me after. You know, you got wiped out from Scholes. That's amazing. Like, you <laughs> obviously grew up watching these players, and yeah, yeah, to share yeah. a picture of is, is something special. Cool. I was up against. Um, Michael Keane he was right back at that oh, point and I was playing left wing so it just shows you where he's gone and where I've gone so aye. total opposite direction but <laughs> it's, uh, it's just the way it, way it works aye okay you mentioned Craig Brownie if it was he like I've, I've had him on the podcast to, to talk about his career and you know he was quite old then he's older now but he's still sharp as a tack uh, yeah, it was him and Archie Knox at the time, and mm-hmm. you know the two of them were were good. The, the training was decent, and you know, I played a lot of games under Craig. Oh, yeah. um, they were they were good. They were a, a comedy act at some times. Uh, <laughs> it was a good cop and bad. There's one there's one that stands out. We used to do the, the match analysis a Friday before a game, and I think so. They put the clip up. I think it was played Hearts the week before. Or something they put the clip up. And it was Rob Milson got the ball and he turned and passed that wide and. Craig Brown said, "Oh, uh, oh no! You should have you should have done something different there." I can't remember exactly what the words were. He said, mm-hmm. "Oh, you should have done something different there." So that's that. So then the same clip got played again, <laughs> and this time Craig said, uh, "Oh, brilliant, Rob! That's exactly what you should have done." So everyone's looking at each other, <laughs> laughing, going, "That was the exact same <laughs> clip, but you just said two different things." Uh, I don't know how much Archie remembers of them because he just used to be snore, snoring at the front of the <laughs> front of it. He just used to fall asleep during them, but nah. To work under a manager like Craig was, was obviously brilliant. I see him; Aye. he comes to quite a lot of the Cove games as well. Okay. So he's always about the place. So it was, yeah, it was at that time. You know, thankful to him because he gave me a lot of game time as well. Aye, yeah. um, so it was, it was good to work under him. 
Magic. At great times as a young uh, a youngster at Pataudry, some some good laughs on and off the pitch. And was there other uh, young players coming through with you that have went on to also have good careers? I think yeah, you mentioned Ryan yeah. Jack there. Yeah, obviously we came through Jack. We were under eights and the nines together, so mm. he's a good mate still to this day. He's went on to, to have a great career. And I'm gutted he's missing the the Euros because he would have been a stick yeah. on for for that holder. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just a, a big shame because he was obviously. I thought he was terrific for Scotland in the, the qualifying and the, the match out in Serbia. So he's a big, a big loss, and you know he, he was pretty good as well. It's obviously a chance to play in a major tournament, but mm. unfortunately, that's that's just the the bad side of football injuries no, yeah. can occur and, and, yeah. and keep you out of these ones. It's obviously the the, the, the hard side of football is, is just getting over these, but mm-hmm. you know he'll just be focused on getting back for next season. But yeah, he, he was there. One, uh, that's that's went on to be brilliant. And funny enough, Kenny McLean and, and Stephen O'Donnell were in my. Okay. They were in my Aberdeen youth team. I didn't realise uh, O'Donnell was it Aberdeen. I thought he was Celtic. Uh, he was uh, um, all the way. We had from probably about under went to eleven aside, and we had a Glasgow and Aberdeen team, and then we joined under elevens and twelves. Okay. I think we went unbeaten for about four years. We'd, uh, we'd some team at that uh, time. Right. Kenny was there. Sog was there. Jack was five five e. Um. Was all playing at that time. Um, okay. So Sods came in for a year full time and then left and went to Celtic. I think uh-huh. after that. Okay. Right. So that's where you're probably thinking now. Uh-huh. Um, and I think Kenny had left to go to Rangers just before full time. Uh, yeah. um, but likes are coming through. We were in Aberdeen. Obviously Fraser Fivey, mm-hmm. uh, Peter Pollitt, uh, Nicky Clark was was there for a good bit as well. Um, quite quite a lot of the, mm-hmm. the players went on to play first team. I mean, Jack Grimmer came, but he, he didn't last ah, long. Yeah. He got to move down to Fulham That's as true. well. Yeah. Um, Ryan Fraser, who's obviously mm-hmm. doing amazing as well, down in England for Newcastle. So there was quite a lot Some of the, squad, the, eh? the youth teams. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a strong team. And um, you see now, there's a lot of players going on to play at a really high level. Um, I'm probably missing out a few as well. Obviously, I <laughs> mentioned a good mate, Jordan Brown as well. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. he'll uh, he'll nip my ear if I don't mention him. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was there was plenty of us. Aye, yeah, making our debut for Aberdeen and, and breaking through. Do uh, Aberdeen look after their young players well? I bet you wish that new facilities had been a ruin back then. Aye, <laughs> that's probably that was probably you look back now and think that they should have had a training ground long before you know, we trained at Bogownie Barracks where Jesse used to get bus there <laughs> and it was piley on no matter the weather you're coming back and you're soaking or, or dripping a sweat and I think you know Greg Brown and Hutch we ended up training to you know, Aberdeen but there was a nice rink down at the beach mm. and there was a, a cricket field next to it we ended up training there because Archie and Craig couldn't be bothered travelling to the barracks <laughs> and, and it, I should say it's not the nicest of spots there's a lot of dog shite and a few nasty things <laughs> lying about so uh, between Dodge and them yeah, uh, and there, but, uh, yeah, yeah. you don't want to you don't want to fall down and, and be quick be on your picking feet. up anything else yeah. uh, exactly it was maybe did it on purpose to make it sharper uh, well. uh, during mid training you never know uh, but yeah no they're you know, you were looked after then, you got your food, you got Aye. your, your lunch there, etc. So, Aye. you know, there was no complaints for that. They looked after the boys well. Brilliant. Um, the, the youth team, I would say, it's probably one of the the best times of your life. You, mm-hmm. you just have no no fear, <laughs> no worries there. Yeah. No um, responsibilities either. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think that's where some of the best stories come from. Uh, yeah. There's a boy, uh, there's a boy, Dean Jarvis, who... Um, he was an Irish lad and he was the, I think he was a UK and Ireland boxing champion at uh, his yeah. age level under 16s and under 15s. Aye. So he came, he came over and um, 
a trialist came in one day and he, he said he did a bit of boxing as well. <laughs> so two, so we had gloves in there as he do all football have gloves. So uh-huh. we thought, all right, we'll we'll put them up. We'll have a little spar. So all the boys around the change and the two of them had a little <laughs> little go for each other. And it was two rounds of whatever, a minute each or whatever. So we said, oh, do you want to do a third one? And Dino said, like, I'm not that fast. And the other boy went, yeah, yeah, let's go. And took his top off. And so getting a bit <laughs> coffee. So, so the next thing you know, two seconds and Dino's obviously read him. He's come forward and Dino's just cracked him. <laughs> went flying back into the radiator, broken nose. And that was his trial over. We never <laughs> seen him again. So, <laughs> as you can imagine, all the boys were up going mad in the side bit, side uh-huh. of the bench, so just screaming, hey. And then also we had to, that was his uh, trial over and he got sent back down the road but uh, it was just yeah that, that's the time where you just look back fondly on and just think you know you, you don't appreciate the time because it passes so quickly but it was, you know it's just a lot of young lads just mm. having a laugh really mm. um, obviously get carried away sometimes too much but you know it's it's great fun Aye. am I right that you represented Scotland uh, under 17s under 19s back then yeah yeah, yeah, experience. Was, yeah, no, yeah. I think that was another one. It talks, you know, to play for your your country. Um, a big, big Scotland supporter, you know. I think as we all are. Mm-hmm. So to pull on the, the jersey was, you know, something special. Yeah. Um, it was one. It was one. Two, was it under seventeen or nineteen? I can't remember which one it was. It was maybe under nineteen. So we got called the tournament that started, but. It was me and Jack who just broke through the first team mm-hmm. um, and we weren't allowed to go wherever it was. Huh. Um, we ended up staying with the first team. I don't even think I made an appearance during that period. So mm-hmm. you look back and think, well, I'd have been better off going away with Scotland uh-huh. and experiencing that. So you missed out on that. Sometimes it's just the way clubs work. It just, you know, mm-hmm. they have to look after themselves, which I think yeah, yeah. from a selfish point of view, they're just doing what's right for them. But, you know, when you look when you look back at it now, I think you know going and playing in, in an international level in a, in a tournament. Uh, um, yeah. You know, you only go and do that. Lucky enough to do it under 17s, but under 19s would have been you know a step up as well. So that, that's one disappointing part. Uh, yeah. Um, I look at, but no, it was it was excellent. I managed to get a few goals with right. Scot- uh, under Scotland jersey as well, which which is nice to have on the the CV. Right, and and that's the things you'll look back and remember even more than medals, probably. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. you know you, you compare the two. If you, if you get ticks off, you know you, you score for your local team and, and you score for your country is you know yeah. two very high up the list. Uh, yeah. Albeit you know under seventeens, under nineteens, to me it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, you're still scoring for your country and representing, and that's you know as a young kid, that's what you yeah. want to be aiming for. Aye. Yeah. So I mean, if that was if that was a real high, I guess a real low. It must be devastating when the the contract wasn't renewed at Aberdeen, or or did you suspect? that was coming yeah, I, I had incline it was kind of a weird period because I was actually on loan at Allo and I ended up getting mm-hmm. cut short and when I went back to Aberdeen and McInnes came in I couldn't play for anyone I couldn't play for the first team and I couldn't play for the 19s just oh, the way okay. the, the league ruled um, which was unfortunate so I was just sort of trading mm-hmm. um, and also when a new manager comes in and you're not able to play games um, it obviously doesn't go against you, but it's it's hard to impress him. But to be fair, I, I thought I'd done enough in training. I thought it was was good. Um, but obviously, when, when a new manager comes in, he, yeah. he wants to freshen up as much as possible. And, and unfortunately, um, it, it was just my time to leave Aberdeen. It just wasn't mm-hmm. going any further. But I always say, I look back, you know, no regrets. I wouldn't no. have maybe been where I am today if that didn't happen. That's right. Um, and I, I can't say I've, I've enjoyed it. You know, every club I've been at, I've been lucky enough to work under good managers and have good mm-hmm. squads. So, yeah. you know, it was 
I just wanted to play football, um, and I, I probably wouldn't have got that if I didn't leave Aberdeen. So, yeah. ended up working out fine for me. But yeah, at the time, it's obviously devastating. Uh, it was definitely a few tears shed when you spend mm-hmm. that much time at one club, and um, I think you know you have a couple of days or a week or so of just obviously being disappointed. But at that time, I'm not the person to really get overly. Uh, upset about it you know you just yeah. got to move on and look forward it just it happens in football unfortunately it's the, the, it's the other side of the game that the people don't see or appreciate um, you know it's, it can be difficult at times but you just have to, to look forward and mm-hmm. and there's plenty of opportunities out there to if you believe in yourself to just yeah. try and get yourself back back up and, and playing football that's right so a lot of guys do seem to struggle to deal with something like that and, and never bounce back but you, you seem to cope well is that because you backed yourself and your ability to go and prove them wrong yeah you know I think I was luck. I sort of during my team time at Aberdeen I went on loan and played mm. games and I think that was the most important part and yeah. what I'd rate it to all players now is you know if you're not playing regular in the first team is, is go and play football somewhere Aye. there's no you can't learn in youth football um, no. it'll give you obviously a basis to, to, to work on but you can't be being part of a team and, and, and learning how, you know, that works. Um, if, unless you're in part of the first team, you're not you're not really playing at anything for the youth level. You know, when you when you get into first team, you're playing for bonuses, you're playing for points, right. you're playing for a league mm-hmm. position. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't quite realise or appreciate that until you go and play. I mean, I guess it, you're, you're a youngster playing in a man's game as well, yeah. so you learn pretty quickly how Guys to defend yourself. Guys are mortgages. <laughs> Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. And, and that was, I remember my first loan was our growth, um, I, th- I only went for the last couple of months to try and help them, but we ended up finishing second bottom and mm. got relegated in the playoffs, and you know, at that time I was just heading back to Aberdeen, but you know, some of the boys were mm-hmm. relegated, and that affects their pay and their contract, yeah. so yeah. you learn pretty quickly um, how important it is to, to these players, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, you know, I think... You know, you, you can obviously at that time you can you can go out of football and, and just sort of fade out. But I knew I could play at that level. I, I you know I played a, a numerous amount of games for Aberdeen first team and played well. So I knew I knew I wasn't well in my head. I, I didn't plan to fall out of football at all. It was just uh, what's next. What's what's the next chapter of, mm-hmm. of my life? And you know I was lucky enough to get a chance down at the barn with, with two you know young coaches that were, that were very good. So Ian Murray was he manager of the former Hibs and Rangers player? Yeah, uh, he was. He was he managing. Yeah, I think he sort of just was it. He must have been his first manager's job. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was him and it was Jack Ross. That was the current Hibs manager. Oh, yeah, was assistant. So the two of them were, were brilliant, especially for a you know somebody that had just been released and, and was looking mm-hmm. for a chance. Um, and I also moved down to Glasgow at that point. Um, no job, part-time club. So mm-hmm. you know they were brilliant with me. And I think right. for six months I wasn't working, but I ended up getting that. A job at Clydesdale Bank, okay. Jack Ross helped me help me get that. So, you know, I settled in pretty quickly, and we, we had a cracking team at the barn as well. Aye. You know, Aye. two two exciting managers that were you know were trying to make their way in the game as well. Mm-hmm. Playing good football as well, did they? Yeah, yeah, we had a strong team. I think mm-hmm. you know at that point we I think we just missed out in the playoffs to get up to the Premiership. Um, we were one of three at that time part-time it was ourselves Al and County Behill part-time teams in the full-time league but Aye. we had a really strong team because yeah. um, it was championship really wasn't it yeah. yeah championship then yeah and then the second season you know that was when Hearts and Hibs both got relegated and Rangers yeah. and made their way back up to the, the championship as well Some from league, each yeah. of them going down to league so it was yeah it was very competitive so, and, and you know you end up playing at Tynecastle um, and Easter Road and, and Ibrox as well which was you know 
you know something that you, you want to do on a weekly basis so that was excellent mm-hmm. um, and you know we'd be definitely probably outdone what we, we should have done in that league but mm-hmm. like I say we had a we had a good squad and a squad that was was quite tight knit for Aye, good um, times there yeah that was, that was and that was when I probably started to establish myself and, and I think I played I think we were speaking to one of the, the Barton people last season we were playing mm. them. I played every game for two years I read that aye. you played every um, game in your spell yeah, that you were in your spell so that was nice I don't think the legs would cope with that now I think um, <laughs> the, the old legs are taking it so yeah I wouldn't get that many under my belt but yeah so that was you know you go from playing here and there for Aberdeen to then go and play seven, eight games in two seasons is you know, that's what you want to be doing. You want you want to be uh, challenging for things and, and playing competitive games as well. So you know that, that was a huge part of me learning, uh, and then obviously just trying to improve my game as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you were top scorer that first season as well, so that helps with bagging the goals. Yeah, the bagging the goals. You know, I, I, I think that season as well. I wasn't playing. I wasn't playing throughout the striker as well. Mm-hmm. I think I playing a lot of left wing of a diamond uh, at okay. that point and mm-hmm. um, uh, you know that season for some reason I just skipped scoring <laughs> screamers as well there wasn't yeah. many inside the box which is unusual um, but it just seemed to it just seemed to click for me um, at that club it, it was brilliant and the boys as well you know mm-hmm. when you're moving down um, from Aberdeen you don't really know many people the person uh-huh. who was John Kirkpatrick who had, who'd been alone with it breaking before but mm-hmm. I used to have the Friday club with me Chris yeah. Turner, Paul McGinn, uh, and Gurky used to go for a preso every Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then about the town, I had to, you know, see the sights of Glasgow as well. So, <laughs> uh, so that was good fun, you know, they didn't get with, with the young boys pretty quickly. So that, that was a really good, really good time in my life. Great. And uh, so, why the move to Wraith Rovers then? Was that seen as a step up, a bigger club? Yeah, well, they were full time, and my ambition was to get back full time and, yeah. and give it another go to see what happened. And they chased me the season before. It was uh, Grant Murray who uh, who was who went in. I think he was sort of a youth coach at mm-hmm. Hibs, but I think he's moved somewhere now. He was a gaffer at, at uh, Wraith Rose, and he was wanting me the season before. I ended up joining, and, uh-huh. and it was him who'd made first contact, and then it was all the way to get done, and, and then he ended up leaving. Uh-huh. Um, so I wasn't quite sure what was going to happen. Then Ray McKinnon came in, and, and mm. they end up, I end up continuing and going there. Um, you know, which again was he was building a good team and mm-hmm. finishing the, the playoffs that season. But I only, I only last six months there. I wasn't playing okay. as much as as I'd like to. Um, I think just the case, you know, I got on well with Ray, but you know, sometimes it just doesn't. doesn't you know, maybe just didn't fancy me. It just mm-hmm. doesn't work out um, with the football side of things and. Um, for me, it was frustrating because you know I could, I knew I could have played more for them, but I, I'm that type of player that doesn't like to sit about and sit on a bench and, and watch players play. Yeah, I, I want to be on that pitch. There's so. too many of them already in football. I think they're yeah, happy to pick yeah. up the check. And but, play. Exactly, exactly. That's and, you know I look I look back on that and you know when you when you end up finishing your career, it's not a long career anyway. You want to be playing every season and remember it. You know, Definitely. if you're sitting on a bench. For me, I wouldn't feel part of a team as well if you're yeah. sitting there and you're not yeah. winning. Th- if you're winning things, and you know, you, you also do your bit off the park and, and get mm-hmm. your minutes here and there, but you don't feel as though you've contributed as much as you could have if you're a, yeah. a regular in a team. So, so yeah, that only lasted six months. But again, you know, there were some cracking players at, at Wraith and they put right. together a really good team. So, you know, I, I can't. One thing I've been lucky enough in my career is I've never had a bad squad. It's no, always no. been a, a good squad I've, I've played with. 
Um, and then I, I went on loan, and I ended up signing for Alwa for six months. Aye. Um, because Jack Ross was the manager then at that point. That's right. So I think that was January that his first time job on his own. Yes, uh, that was his first first job on his own. The first game, I think, uh, for them, I gave away. We were two one down against St Mirren uh, at uh, their ground, and uh, it was a corner broke. And I ended up putting the boy, one of their boys, in for a one on one, a pass back, and they end up scored. But we lost the game anyway, so I was like, "Oh God, that's a fair uh, for a good first match to have for boys like who's this numpty side man." Uh, but no, that, again, that was we end up unfortunately getting relegated at that point as well. Mm-hmm. But we um Hibs and Rangers were still in the league, so you know, I think we ended up drawing the Rangers twice and beating Hibs at home. Okay. So we we just unfortunately in the, the first six months, I'll say that one because I wasn't obviously there that the damage was done oh, then, aye, aye. and we just couldn't quite. Yeah, I'll take myself out of the firing <laughs> line there. <laughs> uh, Could you see that Jack Ross yeah, was yeah. going to go on and um, go on to bigger and better things in management? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I could see yeah. that um, at uh, Dunbar, and he was—he's the best man manager I've ever worked under. Okay. Um, he sort of takes, you know, he chats to you on a personal side and a football side. You know, mm-hmm. he's interested in what's going on in your personal life as well, making sure that you're, you know, happy on the outside and, and will help you if, if any Aye. case possible. And you know, I've not spoke to anyone that's. It's never not spoke of him highly, mm-hmm. um, and his coaching wise, his training, you know, he brought the best out of me, and I think it was just making you confident. Uh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's not the type of coach that will berate you or you know put you down. You know, he's wanting to lift you up and, and keep you, uh, um, keep you as positive as possible, and, and I think that's why so many players enjoy playing up under mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he does that, and you can see that from you know what he's achieving at Hibs now and, and what he achieved before. Uh, um, you know, I think if he got more time at Sunderland, I'm sure he'd done well there. But I think that's a bit of a poison chalice, <laughs> um, yeah. as we've seen over the few years. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably not the the best one there, but I'm yeah. sure his his uh, his bank wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have uh, taken that hit for that one. That'd have been nice a nice boost him. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely definitely seen him. Aye. You know, going to going to the top. What prompted prompted the move back? home to the Highland League then I and mean, uh, your old man must have made sure there was only one club you were coming back down to that level <laughs> yeah, to play for <laughs> yeah, to be fair to him he, he never gets involved I also ask him a lot of advice and that but he would never uh-huh. push me he, he maybe maybe he had the Cold Rangers shot on when I was speaking to him <laughs> uh, that's what maybe maybe prompted it but I, at that point I knew I was wanting to head back to Aberdeen uh-huh. uh, I'd obviously been away for three years and I'd said uh, Jack Ross uh, I said I was obviously wanting me to stay there but I said I'm heading back to Aberdeen I just want to go back up the road and mm-hmm. see my mates and um, and my, my girl was at the time was mm-hmm. up here as well so I was, I was planning on coming back up and uh, oh, what funny you going to Peterhead um, it was all lined up in January okay um, to go there and, and Jim Max yeah no problem we'll get him in and then the end of the season he ended up asking me to come in for a trial Right. Um, which for me <laughs> I just played three seasons in the championship uh, mm-hmm. and, and that also didn't go well down for my ego yep. um, so I just said no I'm I'm, uh, uh, I'm not going in for a trial I also knew a few of the boys there as Mitch well Mitch doesn't do trials <laughs> yeah. at that point I was just a young uh, obviously my ego he got to my ego at that point and I just like, well I knew I could do a job for you so uh, I didn't fancy coming in for a trial uh, yeah. then so it just turned out John Sheeran gave me a phone that the co-manager that time ended up meeting him and you know as soon as he told me the project that Cove had in right. place and 
the obviously the plan was to to get up into the Scottish leagues as soon as possible. You know, I think I would probably one of the first signings to to join them and and, and with that in mind, you know, from a higher yeah, with that in mind and from a higher level. Um, you so know, that, and that, yeah. that was the aim um, to do, and they were obviously building a squad um, mm-hmm. from there. Cause I think they, they had the, the shot the season before I signed, they got beat from Edinburgh City, That's right. and we ended up going up, and I think they got beat comfortably, so they obviously knew they had to go and yeah. bring in, you know, some, some players that had played at higher level and, and bring a bit more quality to the side, so, you know, the, the, the vision that was there and, and the, the chance to be make history for Cove and you know, Cove was always close to close to me with, with supporting him as a young as a youngster and I was a new chairman Keith Moonhouse as well from, from a dad playing there so yeah. as soon as they came in you know it didn't take long for me to, to sign and, and start that so that made uh, it easier process. because you knew you'd be back in senior football pretty quickly yeah, that that was that was always it. That was always a plan. I never seen it as a a step down. It was always a step to the side to mm-hmm. to, to achieve something mm-hmm. and, and go and win medals and, and win the Highland League and as much trophies as you can there. Whilst also yeah. getting the club to where they wanted to be, um, you know. I think we're lucky enough. You know, the, the pyramid system is there for us, um, yeah. Yeah. and there's no no better way of earning your earning your spot in the Scottish leagues and. So you can see now of, Especially, of how well uh, we've done. We are hometown club with with such a family connection to it as well. It just makes it that little bit more special, is it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I say this to everyone. It just seems to click. I don't know what it is. If it is that connection, it must be. Uh, but I've never, you know, say this to everyone. When I lose with COVID, I have a different feeling when I've ever lost. Then right. it, it hurts and it hurts bad. I can't stand it, um, which is probably made me play so well and, and done so well with Cove is it's just that desire to, to win and yeah, I right. think it must come from the, the family yeah. connection of of well uh, just Cove being been close and mm-hmm. been brought up around the, the ground etc so yeah it was it was that you know chance mm-hmm. to make history for them and you know Aberdeen were long overdue at a second club in the city and Definitely, Cove yeah. was, was set up for it yeah, I've got a list of honours here you've won so far at Cove an Aberdeenshire Shield, an Aberdeenshire Cup two Highland League Cups, two Highland League titles and a Scottish League 2 title top scorer every season with Cove and I think it's around 170 goals for 195 appearances there's some going up yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. I'm pretty happy with that, I keep uh, saying to him I want to try and uh, even out uh, a goal a game ratio but I'm uh-huh. not sure I'll manage that oh, the higher um, up the leagues you go that's going to get tougher <laughs> exactly the the, uh, the numbers have slightly dwindled yeah. as, as what they were in the, the for Highland League years but yeah no I think that was the first time when I also joined Cole we, we, we actually lost the league the first season that's the right. goal mm-hmm. different we should have won it to Bucky mm-hmm. and made a cracking team that season so that was you know it should really be three but unfortunately it's not um, but you know as soon as you get a taste for, for yeah. silverware when you've not before I, that's one thing I, I say to players as well you know if you get a chance to go and challenge for, for honours except that you've got to go and do that I think yeah. Yeah. you know petering about leagues for mid tables or, or fighting relegation you know it's, there's no enjoyment in that you, you want to yeah. go and be winning and if it is a case of dropping down a level to, to achieve that then you know Mm-hmm. I'd grab it with both hands okay. um, because the the night out after is worth every minute uh-huh. of it as well as you can imagine yeah. so uh, and that's yeah, where the no. memories will be from as well exactly. memories or yeah when you try and remember them yeah if we're not over intoxicated <laughs> but yeah no it was nice I think we ended up winning everything, everything we could have in, uh-huh. in the Iron League during my time there and you know, they'd obviously done it before but uh-huh. it was a, I was joining a club that you know was had winners in it and weren't used to losing so you know mm-hmm. it suited me mm-hmm. down to T and 
you know, I think that's where my my passion has come from as well. You yeah. know, it's just a club that likes winning things and, and picking up silverware. Um, and we've been lucky enough to do that. Did um, you find it easy when you dropped into the Highland League for a start? Or was it tough to adapt your game? Uh, actually, uh, somebody asked me just the other day, and you know, I, I wasn't hard because the way I play is just I give everything every game. Uh, um, yeah. I, I'm not one that will just slack off or, or or that. I'll just work as hard as I can, and I, I always think I'm a pretty clever player um, on the pitch that you know reads the game pretty well and can get myself in positions. And I think what was key in the Highland League is if you know if you're sharp, um, if you're quick, then it you know uh, you got yeah. a pace about you, then it helps you. Uh, definitely and I'm, I'm lucky enough that that's a part of my game which mm-hmm. uh, made me sort of do well in the Highland League and you know it wasn't easy you're still playing against good players um, and good teams that set up to, mm-hmm. to break you down but at that point Cove were building a side that was you know strong right. we were taking boys from you know the first season in the probably only myself from higher and a couple others mm-hmm. um, but the second season we had to take Ryan Strachan from um from Peter Head, who, who was a phenomenal footballer as well, and then Scotty Ross came in, so they started, you know, gradually taking more players from League One and League Two. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had we ended up having some team, so we always knew, you know, unless we had an off day, um, yeah. then yeah. you know, to take something special for us to get beat at that point. Um, we were very strong, which made life easy for me as well when, yeah. you, when you're playing with good players um, for sure were you uh, a target for defenders then coming down for, for a higher level and, and far were the tough opponents you came uh, out, I guess in the I've, uh, I've, I've got a fair few scabs well, uh-huh. the marks of scabs still <laughs> on my legs um, I think the one that I'm glad that I never played against was Eric Watson I'm lucky enough uh, he was in my team I. <laughs> <laughs> played with him because I knew in training I, if I nutmegged him I wasn't getting past him and uh, <laughs> So I'm glad he was on my team, but yeah, you know, some tough opponents in there. You know, I was fine. Broda were difficult mm-hmm. to play. You know, you see how they are. It was still Colin Williamson and, and, and Nicholson at that point who were Aye. who were tough to, to, to come against. But I've still listen that I never actually got beat from Broda the whole time for Cole. So okay. I'll, uh, I can say that proudly because not many boys are, not many boys can say that because it's a tough outfit. And um, you know, you, you come up against some some experienced players there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm some difficult teams you know the broker broker always well set up and you know it's a very difficult place to go Bellsley um, on a on a windy mm-hmm. Saturday mm-hmm. Or, or a midweeker it's uh, it's not an easy place to, to go and pick up points mm-hmm. uh, and obviously for Martin as well they were yeah. they had a strong team so you know it wasn't you know you maybe got a few teams at the bottom of the league that you know you knew you just had to sort of show up and you were going to win it um, yeah. but Apart from that, you know, you did have a competitive competitive league there, and um, it, it was probably the most enjoyable time of of, of my career as well. Because okay. you know, you travel to some great places well, and uh, good trips. Yeah, and there's always uh, a few beers on the way back uh-huh. and a few pit stops, which which you can imagine it, it with your wick away. There's uh, it becomes it becomes a bit of a riot. Uh-huh. The, um, which uh, I think a few boys end up stumbling off the bus back at Aberdeen. There was one. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, we were and we got back. We were up at Wick, so we stole the Scotland goals. We mm-hmm. cracked back down the road, and we ended up stopping a four mile um, uh-huh. in Bucksburn. Yeah. So Charlie Allen, he probably killed me for saying this, but hopefully he doesn't <laughs> listen. Uh, he, um, he just sort of joined us as a media, so we'd all went into four mile for a, a quick 
uh, beer whilst the driver took us half hour. Yeah. So we're all sitting there. And I don't know who shouted it, but someone shouted, you can't drink your drink until your trousers are around your ankle. ankles. So all the boys just absolutely steaming. I've got their trousers around their ankles. <laughs> and uh, next thing you know, Charlie's got his around his ankles as well. And the manager, John, walked in the door. And he seen us all, shook his head, and he seen Charlie on the end. He goes, and seen him with his trousers. What the fuck are you doing? Don't get brought down to their level. That's <laughs> all the boys are in stitches, and Charlie's fucking standing, putting his trousers back up in the middle of the pub, like, aye, it off. Maybe I shouldn't have done that, but he's obviously just trying to be part of the boys, like, so the boys do get carried away, so it's, uh, but it's good fun. It's, it's you know, I think that's what makes it so successful as well. You have so much team bonding. Aye, it's and, a team that can enjoy themselves together off a of park, try harder for each other on the park, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, that's what we say as well. And I think we were lucky enough that you know that Cove team at the time, mm. pretty much the whole squad had been at Aberdeen Youth, and we all knew each other. Aye. Um, you know, I think there was about nine, ten of us at all. Okay. You know, been brought up with each other, so we all knew, and we were good friends anyway. So that so made us helps, unique, yeah. an even closer bunch. Like, yeah. So that was that was good fun. Great. Again, you said that there were signing players that were playing at higher level already to get them up but there are certainly some that have came out of the Highland League and, and raised their game isn't there a couple of young boys in that yeah well, massively you know look at Harry Milne mm-hmm. uh, Connor Scully Blair Ewell um, you know so went to our bro for a spell who mm-hmm. did get some experience at, at this level you know I look at them three and they're top quality players yeah. right, really good players um, and who have stepped up you know they were always capable of doing it um, but they've obviously well been with Cove since youth uh, well right. under 19s or whatever it was and, and you know been God I think uh, Scully and Blair same age as me and they're due a testimonial uh, <laughs> just when, when they can obviously get it in so yeah. that just shows you the commitment that they've yeah. had and, and you know they're, they're first team regulars for us and, and a big part of um, especially the last two years of uh, yeah. stepping up there's some there's some real quality in there as well so you know I think the, the added experience of, of us boy, of the boys that have played higher yeah. mm-hmm. and then you know of Harry Blair and, and Scully who have been hungry to Aye. to prove that they should have been playing at this level many years before you know yeah. um, they've more than more than shown that uh, they certainly rose to the occasion that's for sure you uh, yeah. You mentioned John Sheeran there um, was in charge when you first came back. Obviously, he's a legend to the club. Fate, I've heard fair. There's a great man to work under. Yeah, yeah. I'd say him and him and Jack Ross are the, the two mm-hmm. best managers I've worked under. John, John just knew the Highland League inside out. He knew, you know, he knew what uh, the players wanted. He, he knew how to, you know, he allowed us to be on the bus after and just knew it was part of. Yep. Part of the Highland League, it was just you know he seen that you know you enjoy yourself if you work hard during the week and, and you work hard on Saturday and get results mm-hmm. and you know the boys that you know we're part time as well so we're working nine to five Monday oh, yeah. to Friday and you know we end up sacrificing our Saturday to go and play football. I would say <laughs> sacrifice and we always enjoy it, but yeah. you know we're travelling here there and ever across Scotland, so you know you want a beer after. So he was mm-hmm. more than happy to. To oblige to that, um, but yeah, he was he was very good man manager as well. Obviously, uh, yeah. I have to say that because he's my boss at work as well. So, okay. <laughs> anything, anything else, I, I might not be in a job tomorrow. Uh, but uh, uh, but no, he, he was very good. Uh, and another man you'll have to say nice things about is the current gaffer, obviously Paul Hartley. His his experience for his playing days must be invaluable to some of some of those lads. And uh, he obviously trusts you. He's made you captain. 
how he's kept you captain and he's described you as a talisman and an inspirational captain so that must be good to hear yeah you look at you know so where I've called the gaffer where the gaffer has been and, and his achievements in football mm-hmm. you know it speaks for itself he's played at the highest level so you know everything he says you know he, he's done it himself yeah. um, so you are learning from, from him and he's obviously you know achieved good things as well in management as well with Allo and Dundee getting promotions etc so mm-hmm. you know he, he just came in and you know we, we, we just want to play football get the ball down and he that's the style he wants to obviously cove to play and you know it's worked um, everyone believe, believes in it and um, you know it's it's then um, him and, and Young also provide the, the training during the week to, to make sure we're ready for that and, and just put a bit more of mm-hmm. professionalism to the club yeah, um, yeah as soon as you, you step up into the leagues and then that's important. Do you see Cove playing in the championship, even the, the Premier League in the next ten years? Um, I think <laughs> the setup's there I for think, it, isn't it? The setup is definitely I think obviously the, the hierarchy will, will definitely be looking for that. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the championship, you know, we would just fell short this season. Aye. Um I I certainly think that will be that is more than capable. Yeah. Um but you know I think longer it goes on the harder it gets you know you see Kelly come into the league mm-hmm. who, who also got a bit of money behind them Queen's Park have went full time right. um, I think it's getting harder but I think it's better for Scottish football you have more more uh, yeah. adventurous teams yeah the pyramid system's it. great I think the, the, yeah. the bottom few leagues of football will be totally changed in the next sort of 40 years yeah and, and I think you know, it's been such a stagnant mm-hmm. bottom league too. You know, teams used to be happy and we didn't worry about finishing bottom. But, you know, it makes that clubs invest, um, which is good for Scottish football. The teams below them are investing to try and get up. Mm-hmm. And if, if you don't invest, and you end up falling behind and, and falling out of the league. So, yeah. you know, I, I just think it's, it's brilliant for Scottish football and it just gives a bit of excitement. Yeah. I don't um, think there'll be much sympathy for breaking into the Highland League either. <laughs> no, 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 at all. <laughs> they'll, they'll find out pretty soon that uh-huh. um, they'll get the welcome off the park, but on the park, um, uh-huh. they, they'll certainly know they're in for a, a tough <laughs> ride. Um, so, uh, you know, you, you, whether they went into the Lowland or Highland, it's not an easy task of winning that league. You know, you've got uh-huh. tough opponents in there, and it's a long, hard season. Um, so, I have to, you know, you look at like Sabrora, Fraser, Buffamar, and Locos, who will all be That's bucky. It. Yeah. We'll all be challenging for the league again. So to overcome them will be a, a very tough, tough ask for Breakin. But you know, unfortunately, it was their their time to yeah. to fall out of the league. Um, you know, I think if you're getting four relegations in a row, yeah, you're, um, you're always <laughs> bound to, to yeah. yeah, your time, <laughs> uh, your uh, time is at an end. So you know, it's unfortunate because I play for Breakin. It's a great mm-hmm. club and um, mm-hmm. great people as well, but. Unfortunately, the new pyramid system—that's just the way it is—and you know I've been lucky enough to benefit that benefit that from Cove. So mm-hmm. I think it was only right that the teams get the chance to to try and get promoted into League Two, and you know yeah. Kelly managed to do that this season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we'll be seeing big things for them as well, following the Cove model. I would say. Yeah, it certainly looks like with the, with the players that they're uh, they're signing up. Um, I think they'll be pushing for the title as well this year. <laughs> Uh, new contract just signed I think I read not long ago pleased to get that done and, and happy at Cove you're, you're nay. there must have been some bigger clubs sniffing about after top scorer and player of the year awards yeah I think you know I had a couple of offers in, in January a couple of big contracts to go back full time as mm-hmm. well but uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty settled where I am and I enjoy the football I've got 
you know, a good job with, with Zyrtec film with just now. Aye. And, you know, I'm, I'm settled. I'm just bought a house with my, my partner as well. So yeah. we, we just moved into that last week. So, you know, timing for me, I'm, I'm 28 years old now. Um, you know, unfortunately, there's not a huge abundance of money in Scottish football. I know it doesn't always come down to money, but at this age, it's, you know, you are looking forward and, and looking to, you know, starting a family etc so you want to be as, as secure as possible you're just waiting um, for prime years now for a, well, for a goal get right, surely right. well, yeah, I hope so <laughs> I hope I've not used them all up nah. um, I certainly hope there's more to be there but I just for me it, it didn't make any sense moving anymore I'm, no. I'm happy obviously as you say I'm, I'm the captain and enjoy mm-hmm. playing I'm playing with my mates you know I'm not playing with a, a group of boys I don't yeah, know I'm playing yeah. with boys that I've brought up with and you know, it's 15 minutes of training ground as well. So, you know, I'm more than happy here. And I, I think I believe as well that, you know, there's sometimes a club is just right for you and it just clicks. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. done, I've done that at Co. So, you know, it can easily move somewhere and, and touch wood. It, it just doesn't work out and you end yeah. up, you know, back at Co or, or back elsewhere. But, you know, it made sense for me to, to get that tied up and more than happy with that because we've still got, I'm sure we've still got a lot of work to do at Cove to, mm-hmm. to reach our goals. Did you get to at least between you celebrate that title win? Again, it was during the height of COVID, wasn't it? It did take yeah, a shine off it a wee bit. It, it did. It did. You know, it took that the whole achievement. Yeah, it, it <laughs> did. Unfortunately, yeah, massively. But uh, but that from that perspective, yeah, because we were close to getting it sealed on the pitch. We were only a couple of wins away from it, um, and then unfortunately, COVID struck, and uh, yeah. that was that. So, in fact, we didn't actually get a proper celebration. Uh, you know, we've never had that opportunity yeah. to do it. We had a night out at the end of the season there because, but mm-hmm. again, um, you know, you're, we were saying that it's not that enjoyable in it's town when you're, same, when you're, no, you're stuck at a table and you can't just have a laugh and, yeah. and, and, and mosey on about the place. So it's not quite the same, but that that's the biggest, you know, it's the biggest disappointment in terms of personal, but yeah. you know, there's not much, not much we could have done when, when COVID and obviously, yeah. You know, if people are losing their life, that's obviously a lot yeah, more important of, of getting that sorted. But I think that was the only disappointing thing that, you know, what we achieved the first time in the league and, and not getting to lift that trophy after winning it on a Saturday. Yeah, with the fans uh, as well. With the fans, mm-hmm. exactly. That, that was a big disappointing. For me, from a personal perspective, first time's captain to lift a trophy. If you said to see it, it's six months later, it's not quite the same. Yeah. Um, but hopefully that just, just makes me determined to, to try yeah. and win another one. So get a league one title next year. Hand on it. But yeah, fingers crossed, certainly be... Uh, Certainly, be trying our best to so before to we about it uh, the season. Yeah, before we go on to your team, for are the personally for are the the short and long term ambitions? Uh, short term, just to, you know, I think for me is I just want to continue being top goal scorer at Colgate and right. keep scoring goals and, and trying to lead the team as at the highest possible position as as they can. I certainly think that the goal will be to get into the championship at some point. Yeah. You know, like like we've said, it's not an easy task. Um, it's, it's it's a difficult one, especially with the the, the teams mm-hmm. that are in League One currently. You know, He's you don't get an easy game. Year. Yeah, Warfare, exactly. So, you no, Allo no, uh, have come down oh, and okay. uh, uh, just Allo. Yeah, because obviously no, it was just Allo have come down yeah, and Queens Park have come up. Um, so you know, you still got Falkirk in there as well. Who I'm yeah. sure will be strengthening this season. Um, so it's going to be very competitive again, but. That's certainly a goal we, we want to achieve, or you know, at least get into the mm-hmm. minimum as the playoffs, and then work from that to give us a shot to to get promoted. And um, for myself, you know, keep scoring goals at mm-hmm. one seventy now. I never, I never put targets ahead of me. Uh, I just, just 
score goals and, and do my best too. But you know, to hit, to hit two hundred for Cove would be two hundred by the um, end of end would, next would be season. nice to get. I, I, I would take that right now. I would, uh, I would chop your hand off for uh-huh. that, not a problem. Um, but I'll certainly, certainly be aiming for that. Um, and yeah, it's just for me, it's just scoring as much goals as I can. It's that's where the enjoyment, enjoyment get, comes from. Get Fort William um, in the Scottish, and you'll, you'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. Like, uh, mind that. Just feel nice to put a few past them again. So, um, the luck of the draw, as long as it's not off and like Talbot. Uh, I fucking hate playing them. <laughs> uh, it's, although it's good, it's a great place to go. Uh, they are seem to be the, mm-hmm. the bogey team for us, like down there. So, but you know, yeah, that that's it. I think you know, Aye. win another honour or get promoted with Cove and and you know, continue scoring goals is certainly what's in my head anyway. Quality, quality. Okay, Akena's task was uh, hard for you, and, and you were maybe <laughs> running out of time that you've got. But if you can take me through your your best eleven played with. Uh, quickly ah, and, uh, uh, who's made it and who's just missed out maybe <laughs> it's, it, this is probably the hardest question you can ever ask and I've went I've uh, not gone with any Aberdeen players just because no. they're all good players anyway so we've left them out so I went from the, the players I've played with at the bar and Aloha Wraith and, and, and Cove so the, the best key, God I've played with a lot of good players but for me Stu McKenzie at Cove has, has been a great keeper Aye. so he, he, he gets uh, the gloves in there and uh, the sticks for me. Um, at right back, Paul McGinn, who mm-hmm. was definitely one of the best right backs I've played with. He's obviously gone on to to play a regular Hibs now and, and gone to Scotland. He got a cap, didn't he? he yeah, so he, he's a top lad as and well. Are they all so related? John McGinn and Paul McGinn and John, John McGinn, Paul McGinn, and Stephen McGinn are all related. They're all brothers. Yeah, yeah they're all brothers. Um, the three of them are the brothers. So yeah. I remember playing. Um, I remember playing John when he was at Hibs and he was Aye. a crack player not made me a screamer I still, still have sleepless nights over <laughs> um, but he was a good player so so I Paul, Paul was right, my right back and I'd have, I can't I can't not say Jason Thompson as well who's at our both now I was with Rafe he, uh-huh. he would be my backup right back okay. he was a, he's a great lad a top lad and a really funny guy as well, so put him in there mm-hmm. nah, we'll, we'll, yeah we'll double it up um, my centre half now I can't I'm up I've got three here, okay. so we'll just uh-huh. Andy Graham, Scott Ross, and, and Ryan Strachan um, would be my well, obviously two out of three. Uh, but I have to uh-huh. mention them all because yeah, they just they're all very good players. And I'll go through uh, a brick wall. I'm sure you've seen mm-hmm. Andy Graham. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he likes a slide tackle on the Astro. I think he enjoys <laughs> it for some reason. <laughs> Do you like playing <laughs> well, on the Astro? Uh, if it's wet and slick, I like it. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. If it's if it's a hot, sticky day, it's a bit different. Um, <laughs> I, d- I don't mind it. I, I I'm not used to it now. Yeah. There's nothing better. Nothing beats a good grass pitch. Oh, but yeah. the, um, when you're when you're so used, to, I think last season we only had part like Peterhead and Dumbarton were grass pitches in League okay. One. So mm-hmm. it just shows you where we're going at. Um, Kill, now I just think it's, Killy, they're they're coming down the way as well. If you if you go up the championship, it'll be uh, plastic as well. Be them as well. Yeah. <laughs> They're everywhere just now. Uh-huh. I certainly think at the top level you you want to be playing on grass. grass yeah, um, yeah. I know it's a cost thing as well, but mm-hmm. I think at the top level your idea, you know, Definitely. the team should be playing on grass. Um, so okay. yeah, don't mind it. So left back Harry Mill is yeah. standout for me. Um, I also had the pleasure of playing with Scotland in it at Dumbarton as mm-hmm. well, who is a close second. But Harry for me is you know right, one of the best left best left back in the league. If, if not, he could easily be playing higher as well. Yeah, um, yeah. 
I won't say that too loud because I, I want to keep him at goal. Yeah, but also pinch him, he's, uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> want anyone nickname, but yeah, he's he's a top quality player. Um, I'm a midfielder's packed. I'm uh-huh. playing. I'm playing five in midfield, even okay. though there's only two positions. <laughs> um, so I've got. I've got the only one I take from Aberdeen is Ryan Jack, but I'll uh-huh. count that as I came through the youth of them. So okay. he's in Fraser Fivey. Um, I've mentioned the Blair Yule, Connor Scully, and, and that boy I played with at Dumbarton as well, Chris Turner. Okay. Any of them could get you. Know, one is another one. I was Ian Flanagan. I don't know if you ever came across him, but he was an okay. absolute sensational player. He, he retired. Maybe two, three years ago. Um, just when I left Al, actually, but he was one of the best midfielders I've played with. Really good player. Um, so that's, you know, there's abundance of. Fraser Fire was a there. great addition for Cove, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> tremendous. You know, very lucky to get him. Uh, unfortunately, he's been hampered with a couple of bad knee injuries. Mm. So, um, you know, he's been he's been class for us. And you see it when in the pitch, he's just so composed and, you know, yeah. doesn't very rarely loses the ball. Um, so it was a great to, to get him on board. Um, I've got one in, one in the hole, I'd say Lewis Fawhon at Wraith. Um, uh-huh. Another one who's unfortunately been hampered by injuries, but he's should have been playing higher if it wasn't for his injuries. He's a, uh-huh. a really good player. Uh-huh. Uh, backing him up was Declan Glass, who we had on loan from Dundee United. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so he's got a. <laughs> I keep picking the boys that unfortunately have had bad injuries. He obviously did his knee. Uh, at pre-season last season uh, so he uh, unfortunately stopped him from, from playing last season but he's one that could, could really go far in the game on, yeah. Uh, yeah really good player uh, over six months he was at Cove he was he was very he was, I say class he was, uh, he was really good for us um, my right wing I've got God Mark Gohaney and Daniel Park two players one at Cove and one at Dumbarton I was there Mark was just Mr. Consistent um, he was an older, but he just you you knew what you were getting from every week. And part of the I played with at Cove was, you know, he was not he used to tear left backs apart all the time. Uh, <laughs> they never got an easy game, and he's a hard bastard as well. So I was used to leave a mark on them rather than other way around. <laughs> he was one that would put the studs up, so he gave it as good as he got. So he, he's in there as well. Well, the two of them will, will mix. <laughs> My left wing is Jamie Maston and oh. Jordan Kirkpatrick as well, covering him. So. To, you know, I've known Jamie since I was a young boy, and mm-hmm. he's a, mm-hmm. he's a character to say the least. He's the one that you have to watch in a night out for sure. <laughs> um, uh, he's definitely centre of attention. Uh, so right. he's in there. Jordan Kirkpatrick is at the bar, and is another mm-hmm. another class player. Um, really good. He's, he's with Darvel now. Okay. Um, right. And also splashed a bit of cash about as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think there won't be long until we see them and. Okay, because a lot of the uh, the juniors is almost dead in the central belt. Now they've all gone to the the, the sort of pyramid system, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm sure we'll see them okay. getting promoted very soon with the, the squad that they've got. Uh, I'm a striker. I've got Chris Kane, who was on loan at um, Dumbarton from St Johnson at the time. Oh yeah. Um, and he's not changed. I've watched him in the, in the cup final. He just runs and puts himself everywhere. Um, a, a good player, and he uh-huh. did that for mm-hmm. Dumbarton as well. And yeah, I can't. I can't leave out the the big Mac either, Rory McAllister. Uh-huh. I've not. I've not played a lot with him. I was on loan with Breakin. Uh, he was okay, at Aberdeen. Yeah. He, he was. And he I scored about forty, fifty goals that season for Breakin, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that one. So it was me and him up front at that point. Um, so I think I was more setting. You him were up setting him up by. at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I say that, and then obviously he, he joined Cove as well. So uh, I, yeah. I wasn't with him during his his, his peak. Um, when he was at Peterhead, mm-hmm. obviously Jim Mac- Jim McNally stopped that with a trial. 
that would have been nice to see how that partnership um, uh-huh. would have would have worked out. But he's uh, obviously come to Cove and we flourished uh-huh. as well uh-huh. and, and played well together. So so he'd be in there as well. He, 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 he think definitely. And I'll give a shout out to Colin Nish as well. Who was at Who was at Dumbarton as well with us. He was uh-huh. a big big target man. He was a a very good player as well. I used to just right. get it on the end of his knockdowns, which was. Which is fine. Helpful, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so okay, yeah. so that's good. We're going to have to enter the NFL, we, I think. Uh, it's fucking, <laughs> that was what I was going for, an NFL Aye. team. <laughs> it's, it was like, when you text me, I was saying, I was like, oh, God. I hate that question because it's so Aye. hard to pick. You offend a few people in the way. Too, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's boys are left out there that, you know, you know, it's just that it could easily be playing as well that you've Aye. played with. It's just difficult to, do you stop to narrow it down to a level yeah exactly if we're going to have them all in that team and have a squad 100 if I could it's, uh, but yeah no, I think that's a pretty strong team as well I think, I think so. they'd, they'd I think do so. alright for themselves good skipper yeah. outside bye good skipper uh, I'd probably have it'd be between Andy Graham and Jacko I think right. would be a skipper Okay. Um, I might have to load up a football manager and try and build this team see how they get on <laughs> maybe throw myself in there as well uh, what was I say? would you get many games uh, maybe come off the bench a few times here uh, and there <laughs> and the gaffer who's the gaffer who's the gaffer we'll give it to John Sheeran aye okay he'd be the he'd be the gaffer cracking okay that's been brilliant Mitch I've just I was finishing up with a few quick fire questions just to, to round it off if that's okay with you yeah, just the yeah, first no thing problem. that comes to mind, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. One thing you would change about football to improve it? Uh, take away referees. <laughs> just get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that I'm not a biggest fan of refs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he was an Illog. Captains are allowed, though, aren't they? Well, that's what I keep telling them. <laughs> all different from everyone else. <laughs> okay, who would you like to play you if they made a movie of your life? Oh uh, God, um, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> go, go in big. Bit <laughs> <laughs> massive there. Uh-huh. I take that. Okay. I don't think it looks anything like me, but I take it. <laughs> uh, they can do a lot with prosthetics these days. You know I mean? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one other club you wished you could have played for. Um. Oh God. I don't know if I've got a club, but I'd lo- I would have loved to play in Germany. Okay. Uh, with a couple of pre-season games out there and to see mm-hmm. the fans and the grounds they've got out there. I would, uh, that was one, if I could ever, or if I'd had a chance to play in Germany, mm-hmm. I would have Go definitely it. done that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who's the bigger Cove legend, you or your old man? <laughs> uh, i definitely say, I'll say my dad. Uh-huh. The, cre- the, the athlete. Definitely uh, the bigger legend. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, toughest direct opponent you've ever came up against um, oh god probably the one of the hardest is Darren McGregor okay I remember playing when he was at Rangers he was mm. he was all over me um, <laughs> he was, I managed to get a bit back on him so when we played Hibs at the start of the season albeit he's now 30 odd and his legs aren't quite the same no, uh, but he, <laughs> he was up there he was he was one of, one of the toughest I'd played against um, okay yeah I'd say him if you could bottle one moment of your career to relive, what would it be? Um, getting promoted to the League Two with, with Cove Rangers. Right. Okay, very last one. Which other pro player, past or present, 
it's most like your style, attributes, and personality on the pitch. Yeah. Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy. I, I get compared to him. Ah. There's worse comparisons that could be, that's for sure. Uh, some, I, some yeah. player, eh? yeah. <laughs> I think it was more for the aggressiveness rather okay. than the playing, but I'll, uh, I'll take the playing. And then a cheeky vimp to a four match. <laughs> Maybe that as well. A wee wicked here and there. <laughs> well, Mitch, thank you very much for, for giving up your time tonight to, to speak to Matt. It's been brilliant. I, I much appreciate it. No, no problem, James. Thank you very much for asking me. It was good to, good to have a chat. Great. Huge thanks to Mitch for giving up his evening to talk to me there. As always, it really does uh, mean a lot and I appreciate it. Best of luck to Cove in their continued march through the leagues and I hope that you personally hit that 200 mark soon. All the back catalogue of episodes are still available on Apple and Google Podcasts, on Spotify and on Anchor FM. So if you're new to the podcast, why not go back and uh, check out some of them. There's something for everyone on there for Junior Fitbad to internationalists covered keep your eyes peeled on the Beyond Canal Park social media pages as well news of uh, regular competitions, guest announcements etc, they'll all be on the Facebook Instagram and Twitter so please follow us and give me a message or a review it really does go a long way and that's us for this week folks, bye for now